This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And I think it's a good idea every now and again to take a look back and figure out lessons learned from any major betting activity. Uh, which leads us to the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. And so yesterday mm-hmm. on the 4th of July, the New York Police Department originally canceled the men's competition for the hot dog eating contest due to lightning. And look, lightning's nothing you should mess with. I'm not saying they made the wrong decision or they did <laughs> anything crazy. Probably better to, to find an indoor backup plan if you're Nathan's. Uh, but originally this was canceled due to lightning but nathan's then decided to move forward with the contest after the storms cleared as a result joey chestnut won the mustard belt and i think ten thousand dollars for scarfing down 62 total hot dogs in 10 minutes now the original number uh when j-rod and i were talking about it on monday was 73 and a half now if you took the under a you got closing line value because the number moved to 71 and a half (laughs) Uh, but also, too, uh, you won your bet because he only got to 62. And the argument that I made on Monday was to look at the weather. And storms are certainly mm-hmm. a possibility, but it was also really, really humid. And to me, anything that involves a oh. hot temperature or humid conditions, that's just uncomfortable. And you're not going to be able to eat as many hot dogs and buns, Joe. So... To me, looking at weather conditions can go a long way if you're betting on, say, this hot dog contest or any other niche sport that you can bet on. Yes. Uh, we, if you watch this most years like I do, that's what they're talking about. The humidity really impacts these eaters. And then we saw it again yesterday. So it was 62 on the 4th for Chestnut, Chestnut, and it was 63 last year. So I, Aaron, I'm, this is serious business. There are, there's some arguments to be made. Can Chestnut still do what he used to do when the number was set in the seventies, because he's done that in the past, or is there more value? On, just keep taking the under has Chestnut passed his prime of eating hot dogs. Mm. And I think the other, the other part of it is who's a runner up uh, Jeffrey Esper with 49 yesterday he has no competition so if he's up by like a dozen what is the motivation to get to that 70 mark because he's not going to break his all-time records that that were set by him now his 16th mustard belt 
Um, I wonder if you just automatically take the number if it's anywhere near 70 moving forward. And chances are, yes, you look at weather conditions and sometimes uh, it's not that bad, but it's the 4th of July. Every 4th of July memory I have, it's steamy, it's humid outside. That's what you get this time of year. Man, I just can't imagine stuffing my face with a bunch of hot dogs and it's hot and humid but if it's like that every year i don't it wasn't more hot and humid this year than years past i don't think so i i don't have you know weather uh, history in coney island to, to back it up but 80 percent humidity does seem a little high in new york was, that time it was definitely hotter here and we're like five hours drive from new york but yeah it was really hot and humid here this weekend but yeah, it's, I think yeah, that's that, a good way to look at it. It's the only way to bet it. You have to go the chestnut over under because it's not, there's no rivalry. I actually, I don't remember this airing, but I ran into it a couple of days ago. Uh, one of the ESPNs is running the 30 for 30 they did on the, and the rivalry between him and Kobayashi. That was mm-hmm. fun. That was, that was a thing. There is no rivalry. There's no competition. The only way to bet this is what is, is on what Chestnut's going to do. And for me, I don't know about you guys, but I don't find it as exciting. I would go out of my way to make sure in, in years past that I was watching it. Like yesterday, I didn't. I didn't make sure. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, uh, uh, let's see what happens. We know Chestnut's going to win. Um, I don't know. Are you, are you guys into it or not at all or just never? I'm, I'm less interested. I probably haven't watched it in 10 years. <laughs> totally right. since, the, since the Kobayashi <laughs> chestnut. Battle. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Part of it too is like whenever the broadcast begins, all of these introductions oh. get really oh elaborate. I'm sure if you're there, it's a good time. But as a TV product, I go, let's get on with it. Like I'm, I'm here to watch the hot dogs and then I want to go do something else. Like I, I don't need to hear about uh the guy who ate more baked beans than everyone else or more corn on the cob than anyone else or whatever like let's just get to the eating and look if there's competition then great i am in for it but the the elaborate introductions take forever and i'm just tired Mm -hmm. of it just get on with it and then especially when it comes to this year you had a weather delay so now i don't even know when they're going to start and that was a problem like i think you know well well into my fourth of july I definitely, you know, looked up the number to, to see if I won or not. But still, though, I, after a while, I'm like, I, I don't care to watch. It's, it's much. It, the guy with the hat, yeah. I forgot his name. I hate him. He's the worst. <laughs> Just like, shut up, dude. Yeah, and they've got, they've got re- in most years, I don't know if it was yesterday, they've got regular ESPN broadcasters that got to act like they're hot dog eating experts right. all of a sudden. Of course. It's, it, it's interesting. It's a scene. But uh, yeah, like I'm looking now at some of the other eating competitions that that have gone on in the record. Man, Chestnut's mm-hmm. got a lot of them. chicken wings. Yeah. 182 chicken wings in 30 minutes. Um, let's see. Oh man, matzo balls. Badlands Booker's <laughs> got 21 baseball-sized matzo balls. He's eaten five minutes and 25 seconds. Oh. Oh my goodness. That is massive. Man, it is, yeah, some of this is gross. Spam? 
Oh, the runner-up yesterday, he's got the record for spam. 9.75 pounds in eight minutes. Right. Is there uh, by the way, Miki Sudo. The yeah. Uh, by the way, Miki Sudo uh, on the on the ladies' side uh, ate 39 and a half hot dogs. She also went yeah. under her number. And so Wait that, that kind of goes back to the weather thing. Uh, far as a food I like, uh, charbroiled oysters. I can eat a ton of those. That's the Cajun in me, I guess. But Oysters is on the list. Just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how it was. They were cooked. Sonia Thomas, remember her? I don't think she yeah. participated, right? She's retired, maybe. 47 dozen oysters in eight minutes. Right, that's more than I could do, but you, I, I, think, I, I think I could finish in the money. You do? How many in eight yeah, minutes? Yeah. How many dozen? <sighs> now you're, There's no oh way. How are they prepared? Like, not necessarily how they prepared, but like, how, how are they made? Like, do I have to slurp them out of the shell as well or i assume i I don't know yeah next bet i don't know (laughs) right hey uh speaking of uh espn commentators uh having to go from one thing to another uh it's possible they're just running out of people and so now more commentators are having to do more things uh because of the uh layoffs that are going on aaron you're muted you're muted Oh, sorry about that. I don't know how that happened. Crazy. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson just posted a really funny picture where he is laying on a beach, <laughs> like posing as a, like an IG model and saying he's going to be an influencer. So I'm glad that uh, he's making light of it. And then Ashley Brewer, apparently she's getting married to Frank Kaminsky this week or next I, week. So. I had no idea. That she was engaged to Frank Kaminsky, which I don't know why it's funny to me, but it's funny to me. Uh, unfortunately, until I looked up because I saw she was on the list, I'm like, oh, is she, you know? I, she's, she's like, really yeah, young. I got laid off, but I'm getting married next week to an NBA To player, an NBA so. athlete. Yeah. So she's good. Mm-hmm. Let's not, I'm not yeah. going to cry over that one. Let's not shed a um, tear for, uh, yeah, someone who will be taken care of. But hey, I mean, it, mm. yeah, it's it sucks what's going on. So a lot of the conversation, uh, Doug Kazarian, the guy that's been on this show, friend of the network, mm-hmm. he, he was guy. in the layoff story. Uh, yes, all my interactions, very, very positive with Doug. Knowledgeable, excellent. And he mm-hmm. was the guy, he was the point man once ESPN started to dive into sports betting. Like, okay, here's, you get your own show. Here's Daily Wager before they started making a ton of other hires to put on that show. And you, you would see him on sports center all day, making picks um, as gambling gam- was getting more and more popular over the last few years. So that was a bit of a surprise. I guess his contract is up and they're not renewing it. So, okay. I, I don't know that Doug was breaking the bank or, but you know, some of the number crunchers didn't really care about all that stuff. That's a bit surprising because this is the industry we're in and um, we're in an advantageous spot companies right now are not getting rid of gambling people they're hiring gambling people so that's the first one that i've seen that's noticeable that you know lost his job and i am full confidence that he's going to land somewhere like he might be on an nfl pregame at one of the main networks making picks like that's how good doug is so i i think Mm -hmm. he'll be just fine but a lot of the conversation has been the outrage 
because the idea is they're doing this to make room for Pat McAfee and everybody because everything that they're paying McAfee. And so like, there's been this debate going on in the media world, which I think is unfair to McAfee, like what he's done and how, whether you like him or not, I mean, you can't argue with his success. And the biggest thing he's going to bring in sponsors and he's going to make money for the company. So I, I think that's unfair to McAfee if you're like, oh, I can't believe they're doing all these layoffs to make room. He makes money, and that's what they care about right now. He's going to bring eyeballs, and he makes money. Well, then you could also make the argument that it's for Joe Buck and Aikman or whatever, right? Because didn't mm-hmm. they go to – Stephen Monday A. Smith. I mean, Stephen A. Yeah, I mean, you could point the finger at anyone. I don't think – it's fair to do that as well. I mean, I thought it at first just because of the timing you hear about McAfee and then all the layoffs, but there's a much bigger picture to it. And perhaps they're realizing their model of overpaying people who only work, who don't work full time. It's, it's not realistic anymore. Maybe it never was. So hopefully you invested well. (laughs) Do you think a lot of people though are are critical of, of the high price talent at ESPN? Because I, I wonder if the criticisms involve, well, ESPN has all this money. Why aren't they just, you know, doling it out to the right people? I, to me, I think the criticisms involve management more than they do, you know, individual stars, unless you don't like the star. If you don't like McAfee, then you're criticizing him for his on-air product or his quality. If you don't like Stephen A., it's because of what he does on first take or whatever. It's not because you think, oh, you know, they're just out there trying to make as much as possible. You know, a lot of us are trying to make as much money as possible. You know, I don't think we're critical of that component. But I do think, though, that as far as management is concerned, the fact that, you know, like Disney stock price, you look at that, you go, you know, what are they doing over there? You know, what is the purpose of this? And you don't want to lose, like, no matter what microeconomy you're looking at, you don't want to lose out on a middle class because once you do, things kind of fold in and then you're not nearly as productive. And I don't know what all of these people were making too, but like, I kind of get it if they were making a significant salary. This is what's happening everywhere. Like, is anybody like, oh, I got to turn on um, ESPN's basketball pregame because I got to hear what Jalen Rose is going to say. Like, no, that's probably no. not happening. Or Susie Colbert, I would only see her as part of the five-hour Monday night football pregame show. And most people don't watch pregames. So, like, Steve Young, I thought he was always good on the air, but they didn't use him a lot. So if he was making a large sum of money, I understand why they would make that sort of move. Uh, The Van Gundy one was surprising, but, you know, people are going to watch the NBA no matter what. They're not going to be like, I'm not watching ESPN's NBA coverage because Jeff Van Gundy is not the game analyst anymore. You know, so I, they know what's going to make money. The thing is all the cord cutting and are people spending the extra money on ESPN plus? Are they interested mm, in, in the broadcasting that's happening here? Mm-hmm. Like they do not have the, the poll. You just mentioned stock price ed. They're not making the, the amount of money that they were just a few years ago. So it feels like the game is changing. And not I point to, mention- to the NFL Sunday ticket with YouTube. Like there are players like that. And I'm sure there are some NFL fans that are like, all right, I'm out of town. I've, I want to see my team. I'm going to spend it on YouTube instead of um, your, your old school over there cable. 
I mean, it's on my list of things to do is looking into, you know, should I get YouTube TV and, you know, go ahead and cancel things with my current cable provider. It's just been, I've, I'm too busy to worry about it, but it's something I'm actually going to research over the next couple of weeks before football starts and weigh the cost of, you know, getting rid of my cable. And I'm sure I'm way behind because I need sports for my job, but I, I don't, I could see why people wouldn't have it and just go the Netflix you know, a la carte route. Streaming services are not performing well across the board. They just aren't. Mm -hmm. And they, a lot of companies have made major investments in that technology and it hasn't panned out. And that's, I think, another reason why we're seeing what we're seeing in, in a lot of places. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight. That's coming up here on the BetQL Network.